0: Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8000 PA suction and Mopmaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's EUFY.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best in class all in one robot vacuum for only $799.
3: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. This is Part 2 of a two-part story. Please listen to Season 3, Episode 9 for more details on this case. If you would prefer to listen to our podcast without adverts and four days before anyone else, you can for just $3 a month. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Us for more details. Listener caution is advised, as this episode contains adult themes and descriptions that some listeners may find distressing. The body of Jimmy Prout had been found in some scrubland only a few hundred yards from his home in Percy, Maine, a small village located in the northeast of England. He was the victim of abuse that a prosecutor described as belonging in the Dark Ages. Zahid Zaman, Anne Corbett, Kay Rayworth and Myra Wood were charged with his murder and a trial began at the start of May 2017. as the trial into the death of Jimmy Prout progressed into its second week, the court heard from Ryan Lee. The witness had lived in Percy, Maine, and alleged that around five or six years ago he was asked by Zahid Zahman to set fire to the shed of one of Zahid's neighbours in return for a bottle of Orimorph, otherwise known as liquid morphine. Ryan Lee confirmed he carried out the request after selling the morphine for £200 but he was caught lighting the fire by police and would later face charges. He pleaded guilty, though never told the authorities that he was asked by Zahid Zahman to carry it out. Ryan Lee told the court that prior to the fire, Zahid Zahman had got out of his wheelchair and chased him, even jumping over a wall after the two got in an argument. On May 15th, 2017, the court would hear from a forensic scientist who confirmed that blood was found on an Ugg boot owned by Ann Corbett. Blood had been discovered on the welt of the outer aspect of the toe area, along with further bloodstains in the stitching. The sample had been taken when police interviewed Ann on March 27, 2016, a day after Jimmy Proud's body had been found. It appeared as though the boot had been cleaned, but blood had pulled and dried in the grooves and joins. The forensic scientists said they couldn't rule out the possibility of the blood merely being transferred innocently, with one possible explanation for the blood being apparent was a powerful kick into a surface wet with blood. A pair of croc shoes owned by Zahid Zahman also showed signs of blood being present, so attested on March 28th. A DNA profile was obtained from all the samples taken, and it matched Jimmy Prout. Other footwear was found hanging on the washing line of the property on St. Stephen's Way, but no further samples of blood were found. Michelle Walton, a forensic scientist, addressed the jury and told them she worked the scene where Jimmy's body was discovered. He had been dressed in two jackets, multiple t-shirts, a pair of jeans and tracksuit bottoms the forensic scientist went on to say that the body was in a state of decomposition. No DNA could be sourced from the sleeping bags that Jimmy's body was found in. Further items found at the home of Kay Rayworth and Zahid Zahman included a wooden-handled rubber mallet and a Stanley knife, both of which had traces of Jimmy's blood on them, but there was no evidence that these items, along with the shoes, were used to assault Jimmy in the lead-up to his death. Traces of his blood were also found on the radiator in the property shared by Kay Rayworth and Zahid Zahman. Toby Hedworth QC, who was acting on behalf of Ann Corbett, questioned the scientist and implied that the blood could have been transferred when Jimmy was attacked by someone else. He asked, You were told Ann Corbett said Zahman regularly hit Jimmy Prout and on one such occasion Mr. Prout tried to get up from the floor with blood on his hand and in doing so put his hand on her boot. That’s a perfectly tenable explanation for what you found. Michelle Walton replied: “Yes I certainly consider it as a possibility. If the hand was blood-stained and pressure was applied, yes, blood could have been deposited. Zaheed Zahman’s barrister Tim Roberts QC, also addressed the jury and posed the theory that it was entirely possible that Jimmy could have cut himself with a knife, rather than an assault taking place. On May 16th, 2017, the court was told that before his murder on February 9th of the previous year, Jimmy Prout would withdraw his benefits as soon as they were paid into his account. On February 10th, his benefits entered his bank account. 13 days later, £140 was withdrawn from an ATM in Tynemouth. The following day, his next set of benefits, totalling £146, was deposited. By March 3rd, £150 was withdrawn from an ATM in Royal Keys, and five days later a new mobile phone was added to his account. The number belonged to Ann Corbett. Further benefits were paid in, and additional withdrawals were made, along with a transfer of £20 made to Ann Corbett's brother. Footage from an ATM withdrawal shown in court pictured Ann Corbett attaining £140. Zahid Zahman, Kay Rayworth, and Myra Wood were seen in the background. Further footage from CCTV cameras in the area, along with footage from Zahid Zahman's personal recording device, featured the gradual deterioration of Jimmy Prout in the days leading up to his death. By February 5th, Anne Corbett was seen pushing Jimmy along St. Stephen's Way at 1.30pm. In two other pieces of footage captured at 4.31pm, At 4.59pm, Jimmy can be seen and he's barely able to stand. He was holding onto some railings as he was being pushed along by Ann Corbett. On the morning of February 6, Jimmy was seen being dragged through the streets by the defendants. And later that evening at 9.47pm, he was again captured on CCTV being grabbed by Ann Corbett. The other defendants were standing behind him before he collapses. This was the last time Jimmy Prout was seen on CCTV. During the early hours of February 9th, the day police believed that Jimmy Prout had died, Zahid Zahman sent a text message to Myra Wood. It read, This bastard has had me awake all fucking night. At 536 a.m., Kay Rayworth was captured on CCTV going to a garage to retrieve a wheelchair. Both Kay and Zahid Zahman headed towards Jimmy's home. At 6 12 am, they returned without the wheelchair. On May 25th, 2017, Anne Corbett, one of the defendants, took to the stand. Anne Corbett had met Jimmy Prout in 2013 at the People's Kitchen. The pair later became romantically involved, and Anne moved in with him and Myra Wood at a property owned by Kay Rayworth, who lived only a few doors down with Zahid Zahman. Ann Corbett described Zahid Zahman as aggressive and controlling, and although she was no longer romantically involved with Jimmy, she stayed living at the property as Kay Rayworth controlled her finances. She explained that after Zahid Zahman, who she referred to as Zed, had removed Jimmy's teeth with a hammer and chisel, he told Jimmy he was going to remove one of his testicles. Addressing the jury, Ann Corbett said it was after Zed had taken all Jimmy's teeth out, and he had no teeth left, then said he was going to remove Jimmy's ball. Barrister Toby Hedworth QC, acting on behalf of Anne, asked her what did Zed say to Jimmy. The defendant replied, he said you're going to lose one of your balls. He asked him which one did he want to lose, Jimmy said he wasn't bothered. How did Jimmy look when he was asked that, Toby Hedworth QC queried. Anne said he was shocked. The defendant told the court how at first Zahid tried to make her do it but when she refused he became aggressive. She then detailed to the court what happened when Zahid carried out the vile act. Anne went on to say that she was made to sew up the wound and cauterise it. Throughout the entire ordeal Jimmy was screaming. Anne Corbett was asked why she never tried to stop it. She replied, they said I would get it as well and confirm the prosecution's theory that Jimmy Prout died at his home on February 9th, 2016. She explained that after he passed away, the four defendants dressed the body before placing it in a wheelchair and dumping it on some scrubland near Jimmy's home. Next to take the witness box was Zahid Zahman. The prosecution theorised that Zahid was the ringleader, but he addressed the court and said that he only ever struck Jimmy Prout once when he slapped him during a heated argument in November 2015. He stated that it was Ann Corbett who was violent and had been manipulating her ex-partner. He also laid the entire blame for the mutilation with Ann Corbett. He insisted he played no part in it. Zahid so told the court, from what I perceived, he just lay there and let her do it. When questioned if he was involved, Zahid said, No sir, I said to Jimmy you need to go to hospital, but he was not bothered. Zahid Zaman explained that he met Jimmy in 2008 at the Monument Metro station in Newcastle. After Jimmy parted ways with his then-girlfriend, he moved into a property owned by Kay Rayworth. Zahid told the jury that Jimmy helped him with his day-to-day life, along with odd jobs around the home. Zahid was asked how he felt after he found out that Jimmy allegedly helped Ann Corbett's brother steal from him. He said, "I was not happy, and I said to Jimmy I felt betrayed. Then I was forgiving because Jimmy was my best friend, and he has been there for me. And the other men forced him to do it, and I believed him." When asked who was the more articulate of the group, Zahid replied. Probably me, sir, because I try and be friendly with everyone. That's what people say my problem is. I trust people too much. Over the next few days, Zahid Zahman was questioned by the prosecution and the barristers for the other defendants. When asked why he would dump the body of someone he claimed to be best friends with, he said he wasn't thinking straight. Anne Corbett's barrister told the court that the letters found in which she allegedly confessed to the killing were written under duress. Zahid wanted them as an insurance policy in case any of the other defendants went to the police. Part of the letter read, I thought if I can convince them I have learning difficulties, I could get away with it, and blame Kay, Myra and Zed. It was me that killed him, not them. They had nothing to do with it. Paul Graney, QC, acting on behalf of the prosecution, told the court that on the day Jimmy Prout was murdered, the CCTV camera that was positioned outside of Zahid's home had mysteriously been switched off. Zahid Zahman explained, It often used to freeze, sir, which is why I was getting a new system put in. I think there was a problem with the hard drive.
4: Botox Cosmetic, out toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.
1: For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300.
4: Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting
2: even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bolin Brand Sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boll brand Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code BUTTERY. So head to BOLLandBranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
0: Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni.
3: By the sixth week of the trial, the next defendant to take to the stand was Myra Wood. She told the court that she had a difficult upbringing and suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder and depression. Myra met Zahid Zaman through Facebook sometime between 2009 and 2010, and the pair became romantically involved. Three years later, she said she was sent to prison for stealing from an elderly man, and once she was released, struggled to find somewhere to live. Zahid and his then-partner Kay Rayworth offered her a place to stay on the same street as them on St. Stephen's Way with Jimmy Prout. She worked as both Zahid's carer and a cleaner. She said over time she began to see a different side of Zahid. He started to punch the doors and walls, and then this progressed to physical assaults. She was prompted for further details, and she explained that he had struck her on a number of occasions, even strangling her and holding a knife to her stomach. She told the court, It hurt. I couldn't breathe. He was sitting on top of me. I don't know why. She also detailed further assaults that Zahid carried out on Ann Corbett and Kay Rayworth. Her defence counsel, Francis Fitzgibbon QC, asked, Have you heard the police recovered a number of videos showing humans, women, having sex with animals on his computer? Did you know about these? Myra replied no. Although she went on to say she was asked by Zahid Zahman to perform these acts on multiple occasions, she also said, "One night he made me drink his urine, just kept on and on, I just did it." During the autumn of 2015, Myra would explain that Zahid noticed some tools of his had gone missing and instantly blamed both Jimmy and Ann Corbett's brother Ivan. She told the court that Zahid went to punish Jimmy and said she witnessed him attacking Jimmy with a mallet and knocking his teeth out. She tried to verbally intervene, however didn't want to try and physically stop the assault, fearing she would be next. Though Jimmy was in pain from his injuries, and most certainly needed medical attention, Myra stated she was afraid to help him. She vehemently denied that she had ever been violent towards Jimmy Prout. Myra would insisted that Kay Rayworth encouraged some of the violence inflicted on Jimmy, and said he never fought back. Anne Corbett claimed that she wasn't involved, but Myra Wood disputed that and said that she saw Jimmy being slapped and strangled by Anne. Myra Wood explained that while she wasn't in the same room throughout the torture of Jimmy Prout, she did confirm Anne Corbett's testimony that Zahid had been the one that inflicted Jimmy's injuries. Myra Wood admitted that she didn't do enough to protect him. The prosecutor told the court that Jimmy was subject to a series of violent attacks through February 6th, which left him unable to walk. Myra Wood went on to say that after the assaults, Jimmy was made to stand up, but when he would fall to his knees, Zahid would again start to kick and punch him until he stood up again. The last of the defendants to take the stand was Kay Rayworth. She told the court that she used to sing in the local church choir and went from being a bubbly member of the community to someone who felt extremely isolated. She said that after leaving school she worked in a factory. She had two children and later found a job working for North Tyneside Council. She divorced her husband in 2004 and found life difficult so turned to drink. Kay Rayworth met Zahid Zahman online at the end of 2005 the pair moved in together during May 2007. She told the court that their relationship was closer to friends than lovers, as they only slept together once. She was made redundant in 2014, and started training as a carer. Her barrister asked her what it was like before she met Zahid. She replied, Before I was very bubbly, happy, always smiling. I was very sociable. My ex-husband always said I was his rock. I was very confident. Over the years, I deteriorated. Kay Rayworth explained that Zahid demanded the house keys and didn't like her seeing her friends and family. She went on to say Zahid began to get violent. She said, He started shouting at me. He started punching the walls and using a hammer to hit the walls. He said it's better hitting the walls than you. He kept saying it was his head injury. When he shouted at me, he came right up to my face, spitting in my face with rage. It got to the stage where I was frightened to say anything to him. Zahid had told Kay Rayworth that he knew gangsters and was forced to own a bulletproof vest, but that was in the past and he had seen the light. On Tuesday, June 13th, 2017, the prosecution gave its closing arguments. Paul Grainy QC addressed the jury and said Zahid Zahman believed Jimmy had been involved in stealing from him and Jimmy was not going to get away with it. He had to pay, and he did in the end, but with his life. It was not a single assault that caused this man's death. It was a series of assaults that occurred day after day. This man, Jimmy Prout, was beaten over and over again. There is no doubt about that. And in the end, to put it simply, he succumbed. Anne Corbett, Myra Wood and Kay Rayworth accepted what is obvious. Jimmy was being repeatedly beaten and he went downhill as it was happening. They accepted the beatings ultimately killed him or made a significant contribution to his death, but Zahid Zahman didn't make that acceptance. Jimmy died, you can be sure, from repeated beatings from December 2015 to February 2016. That's why he died. Everybody save for Zahid Zahman acknowledges that. You may wish to reflect on the way the four defendants acted in the aftermath. They acted together, dressing and dumping Jimmy's body, and putting out a false narrative by going out and speaking to people saying, I'm really worried about Jimmy, all the while knowing he was dead and dumped at the side of the road. They were covering up something. They were not covering up that he died of natural causes or that he had been strangled by one of their members. They were covering up that they had killed him. They were acting together, just as they were acting together when Jimmy sustained injuries from which he ultimately died. Jimmy undoubtedly died because of dreadful assaults and torture which he was subjected to. On June 16, 2017, the jurors retired to consider their verdict. On June 19th, the jury reached a decision. Zahid Zaman and Ann Corbett were both found guilty of the murder of Jimmy Prout. Kay Rayworth and Myra Wood were found not guilty of murder or manslaughter, however were found guilty of causing or allowing the death of a vulnerable adult. Sentencing for all the defendants took place on Tuesday, June 27th. After the verdict, DCI Andy Fairlam, who worked the case, spoke to the press.
5: This investigation commenced in March 2016 when we received a 999 call from Zaman stating that his friend had been murdered by Ann Corbett. So an investigation commenced at that point. As a result of this, the whole web of lies was untangled in relation to that and that transpired that Zaman was at the heart of what had happened to Jimmy Prout. Um, What was evident is that... um, Anne Corbett had taken a a lead role in that and she was able to tell us where Jimmy was and we were able to recover his body from nearby in a poorly state. Mm -hmm. And our inquiries resulted in identifying that during the course of the latter part of Jimmy's life, he was subject to a variety of very serious and appalling assaults, including having a testicle removed, including having his teeth removed with a hammer and a chisel, being struck over the head with a bottle, an empty Jack Daniels bottle and been subject to both physical and emotional abuse at the hands of these individuals. Um, the idea was that Anne would take responsibility for his actions and actions alone, so that the four of them weren't involved, it was just her and her brother. Um, however, our was quickly revealed that that wasn't correct and that actually Zaman was at the heart of everything that was going on in both of those houses.
3: DCI Fairlam had served more than two and a half decades in the police force and went on to say... This level of abuse, this level of bullying is abhorrent to anyone who lives in 21st century Great Britain. Here he is again speaking to the press about Jimmy's injuries and those convicted.
5: Having investigated homicide for a good number of years, my team and I were absolutely appalled at the level of abuse that Jimmy Prout received at the hands of these individuals. Um, It is the worst that I have encountered as a senior investigating officer. I would suggest that they're an absolutely awful group of individuals, a very eclectic mixture of females with Zaman at the heart of it. The press also interviewed Andy Cottam,
3: a registered psychotherapist who spoke about the abuse Jimmy suffered. Jimmy suffered horrendous physical abuse. And if you can equate that to the same abuse perpetrated on the mind, you can see that Jimmy had no choice. He lost his identity. He couldn't see himself as a human being anymore, he was
0: just Zed and his, his colleagues' victim. They wanted him to, to see him as a
3: victim, he became their victim. So where are we now? Four months after the body of Jimmy Prout was found, a funeral service was held at Saltwell Crematorium in Gateshead on Tuesday, June 21st, 2016. After the convictions, the press spoke with a number of residents who live on St. Stephen's Way in Percy, Maine. They describe how Zahid Zahman, or Zed, arrived on the street in 2007, and although he was no problem at first, giving the impression he would do anything for anyone, he quickly became a poison throughout the estate. Here is Leslie Scott, who gave evidence at the trial and has lived on St. Stephen's Way for over 20 years.
5: I never knew one man could bring an estate down. So if you had said that before you moved in, I would have just laughed at you. One man couldn't bring an estate down. This man did. When they locked like that cell door, and they just throw the key away. Because uh, he will never, ever change.
3: Leslie Scott also added that Zahid was pure evil. He said, He is mean, nasty, vicious and vindictive. I'm over the moon. He will rot in hell. John Oliveira Yalotta, who also lives on St Stephen's Way, spoke to the press.
5: I
4: I went outside and I asked him, A you He never spoke. From what I could see, he looks a lot weaker. He was lighter as well, and he was in her face was taken in, quiet, and was more steady in his feet.
3: Betty Ford, another resident of St Stephen's Way who is in a said, "When I found out what happened, it broke my heart. I'm glad Zarman is off this estate. Prison is too good for him." Is he evil? I don't think there is a word strong enough to describe him. Sentencing took place at Newcastle Crown Court on June 27th, 2017. In a written statement read to the court, Jimmy Prout's sister, Adrienne, said, I can't comprehend the suffering inflicted on my brother. I can't believe people in our society, so-called humans, could inflict such barbarism on another human. Why did not one of them help him? Why did they watch him suffering such degrading torture and not lift a finger to help him? Before Mr Justice Dove handed down his sentence, he said no reasonable person could learn what happened to Jimmy Prout in the months leading up to his death and not feel shocked and appalled that anyone could be treated with such vicious cruelty and inhumanity. What he suffered before he died is beyond imagining. Anyone who treated an animal in the way Jimmy was treated would rightly be regarded with disgust and contempt. Words cannot begin to do justice to the ordeal endured or how you all betrayed him. The CCTV footage which I suspect none of us will ever forget spoke volumes about the protracted abuse he suffered. The facts of what happened to him are absolutely appalling. I have no doubt the beatings and mistreatment were repeated day after day, week after week, Month after month, Jimmy Prout living in constant fear of the unremitted bullying and assaults he received. By the end, his spirit was completely broken. The agony he must have suffered was indescribable. The injuries inflicted on him were disgusting, vile and designed to insult and humiliate him. He was tortured regularly and repeatedly and what happened to him can only be described as sadistic. Addressing Zahid directly... He said, Zahid Zahman, you are an evil, vindictive, manipulative and devious man. You were the leader of the household and also their dictator. Not satisfied with having Jimmy as your lackey, you became obsessed with perceived thefts of your property. Jimmy ceased to be your lackey and became your victim. You attacked him over and over again and mercilessly tortured him. I'm sure you took pleasure in inflicting pain and injury on him. You had a sadistic enjoyment in the torture you inflicted. You have lied and lied. Your conduct was appalling. You are a serial liar and a fantasist. For the murder of Jimmy Prout, Zahid Zahman was sentenced to life in prison and must serve a minimum of 33 years. Anne Corbett, who was also sentenced to life, must serve a minimum term of 27 years. Though Kay Rayworth and Myra Wood were found not guilty of murder or manslaughter for their part in causing or allowing the death of a vulnerable adult and perverting the course of justice, Kay Rayworth received 12 years, 4 months, and Myra Wood received 9. As the four were led from the courtroom, someone from the public gallery shouted, I hope you fucking rot in hell. Jimmy's brother Edward spoke to the press after the sentencing hearing and told a reporter that Zahid Zaman was worse than evil and he wanted those responsible to suffer the way his family had suffered. Edward Prout was asked how he would like his brother Jimmy to be remembered. He said, just the way he was, happy-go-lucky. Mandy Carter, Jimmy Prout's ex-partner, told the press she is still searching for answers for why it happened. "'It will always bother me,' she said. "'I don't know how he ended up like that or why they did it to him, "'but I don't think we will ever get an answer to that. "'We did have our ups and downs, but he didn't deserve anything like this. "'No one deserves that. "'It didn't come out why they did it. "'I feel like I'm still waiting for that. "'I thought we were going to find out at court.' but they never really said. After the verdict, photographs of Jimmy Prout's injuries appeared in a number of national newspapers, both online and in print. Jimmy had shared the images on his Facebook profile on November 30th, 2015. His eyes are heavily bruised, and some of his teeth are missing. In another post made by Jimmy, he wrote, My body hurt my shoulder hurt. Jimmy is pictured bare-chested and looks extremely emaciated. His arms and torso are yellow and blue and completely covered in bruises. Only one person liked one of the photos. Anne Corbett. If you or someone you know is being abused, you can either visit nationaldomesticviolencehelpline.org.uk or mensadviceline.org.uk for advice and further guidance. Some local police forces run domestic violence units, which employ specially trained staff to help people experiencing domestic violence. Alternatively... You can contact the National Centre for Domestic Violence at ncdv.org.uk. They help people get protection from their abuser, providing free legal support to survivors of domestic violence by assisting individuals to get injunctions from their local court. Thank you for listening and special thanks to our Patreon supporters. For more information, please visit theywalkamonguspodcast.com.
2: Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.
4: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.